0: What's up, filmmakers and movie goers? This is The Easy Podcast, and we are on episode ten one zero. Wow. Episode X. I thought we would have given it up by now. Oh, I don't... No, I'm no. just kidding. <laughs> we have too much fun doing this. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, guys, this is our 10th episode, and uh, thanks for listening. If you've gone this far, hopefully you're I don't know. Hopefully you're liking what you're hearing, but uh, we are talking about movies from a filmmaker's perspective. Sometimes we just straight up nerd out and, completely lose off aspects of the filmmaking side mm-hmm. but uh, we try and stay on topic a little bit and today we're going to be talking about two movies that we saw over the last week which is uh, thanksgiving week here for us americans yeah and uh, that was creed 2 and wreck it ralph wreck it ralph two two sequels is, uh, ralph actually ralph, ralph wrecks the internet breaks the breaks the internet, breaks the internet. Yeah, that he's just up to wrecking things. Well, that title, the I mean, title wrecks me because it should just be Ralph just, wrecks the internet. I understand "break the internet" is a phrase, yeah, but it's Wreck-It Ralph. Ralph wrecks the internet is what it should be. It I,
1: should be, but somebody. Behind In some boardroom probably were, you know, concerned about the SEO and, yeah. and then they're like, well, if we title it breaks the Internet, then maybe we'll get more social yeah, clicks. and
0: Maybe. I don't know. I feel like, yeah. although they probably had a lot of people talking about it because it wasn't what everyone expected it to be. Perhaps. So maybe it did yeah. work in their favor. Yeah. Um in your I mean showing, we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. In your showing, did they have the little intro by the three directors or whatever before the yes. movie? Yes, yes, they did. That was like the weirdest thing. d Disney's been doing that a lot lately. They did that with Coco also for before Pixar. They had like a little intro by oh, the Oh, I didn't the, see the, the intro. Filmmakers.
1: Yeah. Like, okay, they wanted to do something fun and creative. You know, to say thank you. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, maybe you know maybe you didn't help because I gave it. I give people so the cheesy. benefit of the day. It was on the cheese side. Yeah. And
0: like the fake digital buffering and
1: right. Just, well yeah. the, the one that I did appreciate that was like that was Incredibles 2. Because it was 14 years in the making. Oh, right. And yeah. then you had, they had the you, had, and, you had the original cast. You had the original cast. Come on. And 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 that was done. I I thought it was tastefully done. Yeah. This one I thought. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, it, seemed, I didn't, it I, seemed
0: more like a pat us on the back, we, we made a movie. Right, than, yeah. Than really like a, this is the hard work that we put into it. Yeah, like, hey, yay, look at me. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I mean, they they are the directors and the the, the creators of, of this movie, but I guess, uh, I don't know, it just felt like three pocketbooks, like, sitting in front of a camera Uh, and less about like actual creatives sitting in front of a camera and talking about their vision over the whole thing. It just kind of felt, I don't know. It felt a little ham fisted, I guess. Yeah,
1: I could see that. I could totally see that. It did seem out of place and it was like, I'm coming to see it. it, It's not like, I mean, if we're going to compare the intro to Incredibles two, it doesn't compare. It's, it's, it's different. It was done differently, even though it was the same type of, Intro yeah. with the people. Yeah, they didn't have the John C. Riley yeah, in there, yeah, no. it, or
0: like, um, uh, uh, gosh, Sarah Silverman, right? You know, I don't know. It just it felt strange to me. Um, m- maybe it's because this this movie, the first one, was only six years old, and it wasn't like we were really waiting super long. I mean, the first one came out in twenty twelve. Right, so I don't, I don't know. Anyways, I think that's probably enough talking about that. Yeah, but uh, so the other movie is uh, Creed two that we saw. Yes, we did. Matter of fact, I
1: just got yeah, out of you it just and ran in. right over here. Yeah, so um, so it's fresh.
0: Yeah, um, not the return of Ryan Coogler, but no. but that's all right. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, what have you been? What have you been up to though? Let's let's start with that. Um, yeah, what have I been up to? Well,
1: my. You know, thank it was Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. So. Did you eat a lot I'm, of food? Um, I I didn't. Mm, I mean, I ate food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I you know food the code.
0: Yeah. Right. Oh. Oh.
1: Anyway, um, that was an Elf reference, by the way. You know. Actually, I didn't get that. You didn't. You don't. No, I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna so say it here. I'm gonna say it
0: here on the podcast. I think Elf is an overrated Christmas movie.
1: Uh. uh what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, well, this has been a fun episode. Um, it I, is now, so we're going to have to re- redesign the branding. It's now going to be the E, it's going to be the No More E, Z, Just uh-huh. Z podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right I, I now? I don't like it. Oh, I think it's fine. Man, I think it's
0: fine, but it's a lot of just like screaming at the camera. That like every time, Elf? yeah, every time something happens, he's like yelling Santa, or he's I don't know, it just seems like I, maybe I just don't like. Um, you don't like kids, what? Because kids what scream, are you about? I just watched totally alone. acted
1: like a kid. Okay, Collie McCulkin does not act like Collie McCully. Yeah, McCulley. yeah, McCulley- yeah. <laughs> you got me all frazzled right now. I'm so like, I can't believe you just said that about like almost the great
0: dude. It okay. All right. You finish that sentence because I'm going to rip you apart. Almost the greatest Christmas movie of all time. I said almost.
1: Okay, that's going a little far. But it is a classic for our generation.
0: I guess it It, just doesn't hit me the same as the classic Christmas movies. There's something about it that's like, it seemed, gosh, this is going to sound like this I'm calling John terrible. Favreau right now. Go for it. <laughs> I'm sure he won't pick up. But look, something about it seems so corporate to me. Mm-hmm. Um, m- more like, a, oh gosh, I don't know. It doesn't feel like it has as much heart as like the John Hughes Christmas movies or even like Christmas Vacation or A Christmas Story. I don't know. There's something about those movies that I feel like they have something that the Elf, that well, elf doesn't Well, it's because
1: have. of the nostalgia. So you, so But I you, wasn't
0: even alive when those ones came out.
1: Yeah, but did you watch them growing up? Yeah. Okay. So just because when it first came out doesn't necessarily mean that's when the nostalgia starts. So you think in 20 years I'll like Elf more? Well, I hope so. I hope, you know. Maybe, <laughs> I mean, that's a I, for me. It's a tradition in my house. We, yeah, we, I, yeah. Thanksgiving weekend hits, not before. No, no. It's like no. playing Christmas music before Thanksgiving. Just yeah, don't. Black do Friday it. is the start, and then we we turn on. Uh, and actually, we didn't do it because we were going to go see The Grinch, but then my daughter hijacked it, and we went and saw Wreck It Ralph oh, instead. Oh. But it was fine. It was great. We got to have time. And then my older daughter, who was home for Thanksgiving, was a little feeling under the weather, who doesn't like watching movies. I know, I'm not parenting properly, <laughs> but she, she, she sat down on the couch and turned on a movie and we're like, I'm like, yes, I'm chilling with, and what did she turn on? Nacho Libre.
0: That's not even a Christmas it movie. It wasn't
1: even a Christmas movie, but we were doing it together and it was, I was totally fine with that.
0: That's another movie I haven't seen all the way through. Yeah, well, our friendship is in danger right now. It is.
1: It's it, this anyway. This podcast is uh, is it's nearing um, its end. <laughs> it's had it's had a good run. <laughs> yeah, it's ten episodes on rocky soil right it took now. Us ten
0: episodes before we hate it. Rocky each other. soil. Rocky no soil. No pun
1: intended. Oh my gosh. Here it comes. The yeah, Creed that's segue. What I have to work with every week. <laughs> <laughs> I bring
0: the bad dad jokes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I bring the disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving on from Elf. Um, so you didn't watch it this weekend, but you you, you had some 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 turkey. What did you, yeah. you eat? What was your favorite thing you ate?
1: Okay, so we went over to some friends' house. Um, the cranberry sauce that Tiffany made, Tiffany's uh, Jose's wife, and we, so Jose and Tiffany's a couple and their kids and our daughters are friends and whatnot. Tiffany made this. Mashed potatoes, but they weren't mashed; they were grated. And there wait, were, how do you
0: grate a mashed potato?
1: See, boiled the potatoes sure. to to almost finished, not completely finished. Peeled them, then grated them with the cheese grater. Oh, added like sour brown? added sour cream. Hold on, okay. added sour cream and. Cheese it and together. some all. I mean, there was it was like this concoction of amazing goodness, Jeez. and the best quote unquote mashed potatoes that I'd ever had. Like a, so they like were like a potato casserole but, almost, but they were it was all you know mashed together. But it was the consistency was if you ever had mashed potatoes and you get like lumpy chunks yeah. of potato, yeah. which is what you would expect, right? right. But the consistency was smooth all the way through oh and it was like a stick of butter added to it too yeah so it was so i don't usually do leftovers now i'll do a turkey sandwich now and then after thanksgiving i ate all the mashed potatoes i i took (laughs) my wife took a big thing of tupperware and i'm like hey where she was driving to my other daughter back to palm springs and i said hey uh where, where, where's the mashed potatoes Do you eat them all and she's like no they're in the tupperware and i go digging through <laughs> found it <laughs> ate all. all the mashed potatoes oh was still gosh. turkey and <laughs> stuffing and everything else in there and just
0: the mash yeah oh, it was that man. good i had uh yeah we made a turkey and some other stuff and but i had this pie that was like a reese's peanut butter whipped pie
1: oh wow it was good. It was good. It was. Meaning, good. there's no more left.
0: There's a little bit left, but it won't be tonight. Dang it! <laughs>
1: I'm like, when am I coming over? I want to try some yeah, of this amazing. It's really good.
0: Every time I take a bite, I'm just like, oh, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> every every bite, every bite. Wow, um, that yeah. does
1: sound amazing.
0: Yeah. Well, that's enough. I think about Thanksgiving. Uh, what have you been working on? Anything?
1: Um. Yeah. Let's see. I tweaked my YouTube channel a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I got a, a review from the Niminati, which the what? <laughs> the the n- look on your face. Dude. The Niminati? This is why we need to video this. <laughs> yeah. So um Nick and D. Niman are brothers and they're um they're like YouTube experts and they help you with your YouTube stuff and you know, they Do they work for YouTube? Um, no, but they're Certified, and they have, I mean, they're... YouTube specialists? Yeah. Huh. And, well, I know um probably more Nick and D has kind of been coming on in the last year or so, but, um yeah, just great. They gave me some really good feedback that I made some quick tweaks to, like pulling it up on the mobile device. My name was covered up by my little icon, yep. and they're like, hey, you should move that over. And, yeah. And then add... Add what value you bring, because it was just my
0: name, and I'm like, oh, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, that's why our background's just yellow. Yeah. So you can't accidentally cover up anything. Right, yeah. And where can they see us on YouTube? It's great. Um, The Easy Podcast Show. Yeah. And uh, we upload... I don't want to say video versions of these because it's just a, it's just our icon. But yeah. if YouTube reds your thing or YouTube, what is it called? YouTube red anymore. I don't even,
1: uh, I think so. YouTube
0: I mean, yeah. Music, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, you can, you can find us on there and uh, listen through that way if you want to. But um yeah. I haven't been working on anything.
1: Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> because you've been playing Red Dead Redemption. Dude, seriously, we're going to change the title of the podcast I'm not to talk- Zach you Plays Red Dead Redemption. You brought it up. Again. You brought it up. <laughs> there it is. All right. What's the guy's name? Art, Art, Arthur Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, Artie. Artie? No. <laughs> Anyways, it, I've, mm. I don't know if this is embarrassing or not. I don't think it's embarrassing. But- 75 hours i've put into the game now
1: wow that's like a full-time job yeah like for a week <laughs> yeah um i'm not proud of it i'm a little proud yeah of you it. are i'm a little you, proud. of course you are you wouldn't have said it <laughs> yeah well it was bad because
0: thursday you know thanksgiving was thursday yeah. and um we 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 were slow cooking everything, so I had had mm-hmm. downtime.
1: Sure, great. And, uh, We're gonna slow cook that, right, honey? Yes. Okay. Well, I yeah. guess I'm just gonna place them. Just read. have to wait. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh, I was like, f- she didn't have any other ideas. I was at 45 hours into it on Thursday, <laughs> <laughs> and I looked. I looked last night, and it said 75. Wow. That's yeah. That's 10 hours a day in the yes. last three days. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm not that. That I'm not proud of. So,
1: so, so, what you're really working on? What you're trying to say is, is that you're working on this story idea based in the Red Dead Redemption universe.
0: Well, it's funny you say that because um, Friday I was playing through it, and you can do this thing. I, I played on the Xbox One, and um, not a
1: sponsored plug, by the way. No,
0: no. <laughs> Uh, I have no loyalty at all unless somebody pays me. And then in that case, let me know. Um, but I was playing on the, I'm on the Xbox one and you can do you can ha- you can tell the Xbox cause I have the connect with it too. You can tell the Xbox, you know, record that. And so it's, so I've, you started, have I've started 75 hours recording. of recorded material. Well, no, because it only records like the last, I think it's like last minute last 60 seconds or something like that. But I started doing that. More because there was these moments in the game that like have nothing to do with the storyline or anything. They're just, you know, you're standing on a cliff and then the storm's rolling in from the distance and it's just this wide shot and you can put it in what they call cinematic mode so it brings the two thirty five to one mm-hmm. bars down. Yeah, and, um, and I'll just say Xbox to record that, Xbox to record that, Xbox take a screenshot of that, Xbox to record that. So I've started like creating these visual moments. And it's interesting because I'm actually like looking at composition and stuff because you can kind of move the camera around mm-hmm. a little bit. Oh wow. And um I've never done this with a game. There was there was a game that I would put this game in the same like league with, and that's The Last of Us, which was on the PlayStation 3. When I played it was on the Playstation Three. And um it had like a photo mode that you could do. But I I never did anything like this. So it's it's kind of It speaks volumes to like the medium of video games and like kind of where we've come. At least where Rockstar, who's the company that makes Red Dead Revolver, Red Dead Revolver—that's the first one, Red Dead Redemption um, Two—where I'm not rushing to get through it, and the storyline has actually gotten to a point where I'm like, I don't want to rush through it anymore. Mm. It's it's gotten. Well, I can't I can't spoil anything. So
1: what you're saying anything. is is that we can expect to see a narrative short from this material. I don't know if you're... I go that far. I think so. I don't I think... know if I
0: go that far. I, I, maybe some maybe some beautiful highlights. Yeah. But well, I don't you know, more like a real and less less narrative because I'm not recording. I know, but what if? No, I then that's if? well that's what I'm I'm trying to get to, I guess, is where are we? I mean I think it's called Machinima or something. Is is the the term they use for creating narratives and and fictional um, videos through video games. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, Rooster Rooster Teeth, yeah, Rooster Teeth was like the first huge one to do that with the Halo franchise, based out of Austin, Texas. Right. Yep. And uh, they did Red versus Blue. Yep. And so. I mean, Red versus Blue was something that, like, i I was buying I was buying copies of that physically from Rooster Teeth's website mm-hmm. in DVD form. This was years ago now, but I had like the first four seasons they called them on DVD, and like, it's just, it's amazing to think that there is. I can't think of another medium, I guess, where you're creating content um, that somebody else already created. Where yeah. you're kind of remixing it. not, mm-hmm. not Maybe not remix. That's, that's a poor choice of words because you, you can remix audio. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, you're creating your own storylines. Mm-hmm. You're creating your own visuals, yeah. your own compositions and everything through yep. somebody else's, you know, ones and zeros that they already made. Mm-hmm. And you can take it anywhere. It's pretty limitless in, in that regard. It like, kind of
1: goes back to that argument that we had about filmmaking. You remember? We were talking about...
0: Yeah, like that is not f- filmmaking. So we cut we cut this out. <laughs> oh, we did of one of the episodes, Uh-oh. but I'll bring it up now. So we were we were talking off. It wasn't really off mic, but it It, it was it, off cuff. It, it got a little heated, sure. <laughs> and we were discussing Twitch, right? And whether or not Twitch was right. streamy, a Where streaming right. right was an actual filmmaking uh, you know outlet, I guess. Right now, I know there are people that probably do stream filmmaking or upload videos of filmmaking stuff to Twitch. Um, But for the most part, it is just people playing video games with a cam on camera on them. Right. Doing a picture in picture. Yeah. Style thing. And you brought up that that is a form of filmmaking and telling a story. Mm -hmm. And I argued rather heatedly about it that it is it, not it, at all.
1: It, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which is great. This is a great this is this is a great conversation.
0: Well, I think it's a conversation that probably needs to be had by, you know, probably people that are way more involved in it. So Rockstar us,
1: if you're it. listening, what yeah. we're saying is we we need we need a representative to come and sit with us and talk through it, whether or not this you know, from the gaming standpoint, yeah, would you consider that? And then maybe, maybe another film industry person that's on the other side of the spectrum, and then have even a more colorful discussion. Yeah, I mean, I
0: guess I'd <laughs> like to see if we could get somebody that actually does Twitch streaming and cons- would consider themselves a. You know, I don't I don't know if they would call themselves a filmmaker but a content creator in the sense of what right. YouTube is doing right um, because YouTube is a video platform where you're uploading created content or mm-hmm. just recorded content I mean for the most part the stuff that we're talking about you know YouTube is a big outlet it's not in the same vein as where almost everything on Vimeo is created just by filmmakers right but um, YouTube has a lot of that but YouTube also has live streaming as well yeah there's um, a
1: lot of different elements i mean but it's interesting I, I i find it fascinating that like you are essentially creating cinematic experiences in your gameplay that could be utilized for for a narrative film like y- if you, yeah i, mean, you I could, guess
0: i mean is that is that what happens on twitch though Not not necessarily, but I'm just thinking outside the box. I'm I'm essentially recording moments that I could go back in and cut together later on. But whereas Twitch is just a live stream of somebody playing League of Legends or something. Right. Where that, that to me, I mean, I'm going to sound like, you know, Grumpy old Scrooge, get off my porch! This is
1: great because I'm supposed to be the grumpy old I know, guy. I know, <laughs> but turn the table. See, I'm,
0: I'm the, I'm the film purist though. Out of the yeah. two of us, where I'm, I'm yeah. definitely a film snob. Yeah, and I think, I don't, I don't think Twitch is creative content. Cre-
1: well, let's let's creation. let's take Twitch out of the equation and talk about gameplay. Is gameplay a creative? like you're you're creating content because even though even though within the framework within the framework of the game take i mean if it's Fortnite or Call of Duty or Red Dead Redemption or whatever what, you know Borderlands or I guess Overwatch whatever game it is
0: I guess my you're argument you're actually would be, playing like you sure, are you're playing it you're but, controlling the character but you're, you're on rails for things that have stories y- yeah Fortnite doesn't have a story Correct. So there's no script to that. There's no story to that. You're you're defending yourself and building stupid buildings. I mean, for the most part, they're they're pretty silly looking buildings that you're building.
1: Perhaps. But per- what? I mean, because there's a person attached to that who has a story, and the, and. But they're not telling it through Fortnite.
0: Yeah. I guess where it would change is if you took. Because the argument could be made in the same vein of what I brought up earlier, Rooster Teeth, multiplayer on Halo was not a story. Right. But they took it and then they created it into a story. Right. But here's the difference in that, and I think this comes down to pre produced versus live. I think yep. that yep. if if it's live, it's not storytelling.
1: Hmm. This is a good argument too.
0: I know. And but what I'm gonna get into with that is that you you don't have a script for twitch streaming World of Warcraft or you don't have a, a script for, you know, Twitch streaming Mario Kart.
1: Well, I'm gonna take it a different direction. and I'm, I'm gonna take the live argument being that it could be storytelling in the sense that I'm gonna pull from my sports background. So you have Super Bowl it's happening. That's a live broadcasted event and there is a ton of story in that. You've got two opposing teams, you've got the two quarterbacks, you know whoever that's going to be this year. Hopefully not Tom Brady again. But <laughs> it's got to cover all the fingers, man. Yeah. But uh you know there there is there is a story element in that, and you know like for example, when it was I forget what year it was, but when you had the Patriots playing Seattle and, and Seahawks, and yeah. and you had Tom Brady versus uh what's the cornerbacks name? I've totally drawn a blank um Sherman, and i mean it, there there was this kind of back and forth that happened in the media, you know, so there so, story is developed. Yeah, okay. So, just thinking through that in the, in that realm, there's definitely story and broadcasts. So, um, but I mean, this I, is this is good. This is I'm great. Curious, this though, is good stuff.
0: Live live events um, don't require the viewer to have a previous idea of what is happening. Anybody can walk into the Super Bowl and
1: pre-produced Bowl. stuff does.
0: Well, um, hang on, I'm getting to it. yeah, that <laughs> didn't make any sense. So what I'm trying to say is, you can you can walk into the game in February in the Super Bowl and have no idea, like who the quarterback is or anything. Like my wife can walk in and watch it. She, I'm not picking on women. I'm just saying my wife does not care about football at all. So she could walk in and. Pick it up and enjoy the sport for what it is, and have no idea about what you just mentioned with Brady and all the all the sure. stuff beforehand. Sure. You can't do the same with a movie. You can't just go into a movie and then there just be stuff on screen that you can't can't comprehend. There's a story there, and there has to be a oh, script yeah. there.
1: Yeah, there's st- yeah, they've got to tell that that story, obviously. You know, in a live broadcast, the the more you're paying attention to it, of course, the more you're going to understand. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna buy into that. You're gonna understand why Richard Sherman's going nuts when he just pick six to Tom Brady and and like doing whatever he does right. to the camera. And then that that would make sense. Where if you don't have that framework or or that background, yeah. you don't uh, care that backstory. You're like. Okay. Cool. Go, okay, cool. Pass. Yeah. yeah. Is he going to get a flag right. for all that that touchdown dance or right. whatever?
0: So I, I guess that yeah. would be my. I don't know if that's even an argument, but that would be my point to bring up is that um, those live elements don't have stories to them. Now, I don't. I just wanted. I just want to make it clear. I'm only referring to live events like live sporting. I think ESPN and NFL films put out some of the, the best documentaries for sure. Yeah. That's there. Yeah. That's which those what are we're talking clearly about, yeah. stories. But, um, I, I just don't think that if, I don't know. I just don't think that you, you have to know anything about it to enjoy that. And you don't have to know anything about Twitch to enjoy it, but I still don't think that it's, a filmmaking medium in the sense of what I'm talking about. Those live picture in picture moments. Now, if somebody is recording themselves playing world of Warcraft, I'll bring it up again. And they're like voicing other, like voicing each character that they come in, they're creating a, an interesting, like little animated voice to each one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're uploading that. That would be filmmaking.
1: Yeah. But yeah. I, I just,
0: I don't, I yeah, I don't see sports, esports in this case as, right. as a creative filmmaking medium, right. at all. So,
1: but, but everybody wants to see your Arthur Morgan narrative, <laughs> Red Dead Redemption. I, and correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, let's ask the audience. Hey, you guys, post up. Please post tweet <laughs> at yeah, yeah. Zach Abbott your best re- or Arthur tweet Morgan memes. Please. The Easy Podcast yeah. and say yes, we want to see the narrative short of Zach's what Zach's created from Red Dead Redemption Two. Th-
0: I think after I finish the story, I'll I'll probably go back with more of an intent on doing some stuff, just to see what can happen. Yeah, and the thing that's actually really cool about some of the gear that we have is so like I can record my Xbox right into the Atomos, um, Mm -hmm. that we have. So yeah, I might do that. I don't know. Also not a
1: sponsored plug, but Atomos, (laughs) if you're listening. Yeah.
0: Well, best, (laughs) best field recorders I know for, for video. Yeah. Um,
1: don't spend money on just a monitor, get a monitor and recorder because it's going to help raise your game. Yeah. And ProRes. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: If you're on a Mac, especially so. Uh, all right, that's that's me ranting. We're not going to turn
1: this into a Mac rant because of oh, all gosh, the you cra- already brought up Twitch, don't bring up Mac,
0: do
2: <coughs> yeah. especially don't bring up Adobe. Yeah, all right, yeah,
1: yeah exactly my I'm point. Mad enough. I'm not going to tell right you my tweet. If you're following me on Twitter, then you've already seen my my rants this week about Call of Duty crashing which oh, isn't yeah. which isn't Mac or Adobe related. No. There's just way too many crash computers and software crashes this it's week. Okay, it's only,
0: you know, a $70 game right. from a right. AAA company. It's right. the like, second biggest in the world.
1: I know, I'm like, come on, party people. <sighs> yeah. It's not working.
0: I think maybe that's a lot of my enjoyment with the Red Dead game also is there's not a whole lot of that issue and there's not, I'm not reliant on other people doing things a certain way. And right. Um, you know, being a filmmaker and being a a movie buff, I do love single player games because Mm. it allows you to have an actual story. And I was, I was kind of bummed that the new black ops didn't, didn't have a story mode, but Whatever.
1: I mean, there is there is a bit of that. I mean, yeah, it's
0: like a weird character novella.
1: Well, yeah, and then you go into you know when you do the training, yeah, it give for you you train the different characters, then it
0: gives right. you that. Yeah, but you're right. It's not not in the old way that it used to be. No, no, not at all. Which I I think Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare Two are probably some two of the best like stories for action mm-hmm. games in the last decade or yep. it's probably older than that now. Gosh. All right, let's talk movies. Yeah, we've talked enough about video games. we yeah. about Twitch. Um, let's get into. Uh, you want to do Wreck It Ralph first? Sure. You didn't like this, did you? I. You know, um, to say
1: I didn't like it is is probably a little harsh. I okay. liked it. It was. It was. It was good. I did enjoy all the the different nods that Disney threw in there. I mean, I, I like the. I don't want to get too spoilery.
0: Yeah, let's try and keep it.
1: Um, Keep it non-spoilers. But for there's right now. there's a lot of, I mean, it's a Disney film. There's a lot of Disney references in there to other, which which I enjoyed actually. It, it I mean it was there was a lot and it was in your face, but it was I'm, it it wasn't done in a way where I was offended by it. I was like, oh that's cool. Oh yeah, that's cool. There was one in particular that I actually tweeted you, or texted you about that I really enjoyed that I'm not going to give up. Yeah.
0: I, I'm actually on the opposite side of you on this where I got I got annoyed with it really yeah um,
1: there, like it was a marketing like yeah. we're just gonna market everything else that we've done and
0: yeah and I think it was mostly because um, I don't I don't know I mean look you and I not the demographic for this movie right um, I I enjoyed the first one a lot I thought it was a great just film in general the animation is so tight on these. It's just, they look amazing. Yeah, it did. Um, But it just felt like if you come across like the Disney website, it was everything you could go to Mm -hmm. on the Disney website and not so much like the internet. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if it was, um, that's in the trailers, so I'm not spoiling anything, but, where the, the main little girl, Vanellope, voiced by Sarah Silverman, is uh she's running around and she bumps into Stormtroopers. Yes. And I don't know if I'm just still burnt from
1: Disney killing Star Wars, yeah, basically. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. I don't
0: want to get into that conversation because <laughs> I think Force Awakens is is a really great like movie. <laughs> I don't think it's
1: Thanks, J J. Abrams.
0: Yeah, I think mm-hmm. a lot has to do with that being JJ J. Abrams yeah, as absolutely. a very competent and good director. Yep. Agreed. Um, yeah, I don't want to get the last J at all, or solo. But um, I you think I'm so just, long. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. So long, zing. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I don't know if it's because I still have that sour taste in my mouth, maybe, uh-huh. but it that because when when she walks in and it's like Disney. Land basically, right? And you know, mart Iron Man flies through, and a bunch of other stuff happens. And yeah, that
1: that that irritated me. It feels, I'm like, it just felt uh, like that, such I'm a like, oh yeah, it felt
0: like a pop up ad oh. for everything
1: Disney. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I know that Disney owns Marvel, and I know I'm I'm a huge Marvel geek, and that that was like, oh yeah, if, yeah I'd rather not it like actually be associated. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I I know that like every character in the internet perspective in this movie was like an avatar of themselves, but for some reason it felt weird like seeing I don't know, like computer animated stormtroopers or computer animated Iron Man mm-hmm. um like cartoony. Right. And not like photorealistic mm-hmm. or something. Because I feel like if you're searching on the internet um, you're going to get a mix of both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I guess it was just, so is it
1: now more of a technical thing well, about the internet? Because I've had that too. Like for me, that was my big, like the whole, mm, okay. I'm trying to yeah, avoid, I'm yeah. trying to avoid the spoilery part, <laughs> but it's hard. Um, there's an element. I mean, obviously it's an internet Internet's in the title. So Ralph is breaking the internet and I'm not going to say how, but, when the thing that breaks the internet <laughs> that Ralph has a part of was so not how they actually, I mean, being a programmer right. for fifteen years, yeah. I'm like, this wouldn't work. I'm like, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, and this is, I'm like, okay,
0: and uh yeah. yeah. I had a, I had a couple issues with. I think it. I think that's that's kind of what my main issue with this movie was was the world building Mm -hmm. wasn't strict enough it was like it was it was literal when it wanted to be Mm -hmm. but then it was very fluid when they needed it to be fluid right um which is
1: not the case at all there are definite rules i mean come on did we not watch the matrix i mean you're bending the rules is fine if you're the coder yeah or the architect because you're making the rules but right there it's still you're still rules
0: that apply, and i I realize how ridiculous this complaint sounds because this is an animated <laughs> it is fantasy <laughs> film for kids, for kids. <laughs> but at the same time, I think you know we we talked about story last episode with fantastic beasts, yeah, and characters, yeah, and in this um not so much story, but I would say like settings and um, environment and rules. Like your, your movie has to have rules that it lives by. Yeah. Um, a perfect example of rules that work in a movie, but then they also don't work and they exploit those rules is like the nightmare on Elm street. Right. Um, they, they show you the rules they show you how that world works. And then they break those rules on purpose because that's, that's how they have to spoiler alert for a 40 year old movie <laughs> defeat, um, you know, Freddie, even though this is a kid's movie, even though this is, an animated fantasy film, you know, fantasy movies have to have rules that that world lives in, or it's just not—it's not believable, and you can't. I, I personally can't get invested in. Here's
1: that. the irony. Here's the irony. Ralph breaks the rules in the sugar, sugar rush game, sugar so, yeah. crush, Sh- sugar, r- sugar, rush. sugar rush, sugar rush, right, and then that's what sends this whole thing off into this
0: whole, yeah, internet. It happens in the first fifteen minutes, by the yeah. Way.
1: Yeah, so that's interesting.
0: Yeah. There's there's a lot of this movie that I don't want to talk about. Um, I, we're gonna have to get into spoilers, I think.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I okay if if, well, if I would recommend this movie or spoiler not. Spoiler alert. Hang on. Hang on.
0: First. <laughs> would you would you recommend this movie for yes. for people to go?
1: Yes. Here's why. Because I did go with the demo. My daughter, who just turned 12, she liked it. Um, I mean, it wasn't her all time favorite but she thoroughly enjoyed going to see it. It yep. was her choice and we're like, okay, we're in. Right. In front of us there was a row of a couple of families and there was probably half a dozen kids that were between the ages of 4 and 6. And and they were dancing out of their seats. They were dancing during the different like segments that had music that was playing. <laughs> And and they the kids were just out of their minds, like they were they they just let, and some of them were scared because you know it gets a little ominous there yeah, for a minute, right. and Penelope's in trouble and Penelope Penelope. But you know, so you'd recommend this? I I would I would I mean if, you have if kids for, and if the what it was made for and the target audience that it was produced for, it totally nails that, and yeah. it, it's a win for them.
0: I think, I think I'd think i recommend it too, even though there is like a, a lot of heavy handedness in the Disney movie yeah. world, and then also kind of a weird like product placement side yeah. of it too, um, that I felt, especially with like the eBay aspect of it. I It's still a really, really solid movie. Right. And something that, again, kind of harkening back to us talking about Red Dead is like animation has gotten to a point where it's just gorgeous to look at. It is. Because you can the create is anything amazing. that you want yeah. and the detailing is so good. But the thing that's interesting about it is like incredible detail, but unique character designs. It's mm-hmm. not like you're just creating a cat, like a real cat or a real dog or um, a CG photorealistic looking person. You have these great animations, but with, Com, you know, computer video game looking characters and I think it's great. I think it's an interesting movie just for from an art directive
1: for for standpoint. sure. Absolutely. And I would love to like have an animator on yeah. and talk through some of those types of things. And I think one of the things for me when especially when watching these now obviously is I've had kids and I've taken them to see these movies. The thing that really grabs me is how how does it pull on on the human element? Can can I get past that it's animated? Yeah, like Finding Nemo. You got right. you got past that. I mean, they, within the first fifteen they, minutes. They, of yeah, movie. they could yeah. have been they could have been real fish. Yeah, I mean right. you could. I mean, and you you, you get you get pulled in mm-hmm. by how well it was done because there aren't. There aren't these stumbling blocks, right. you know, these technical stumbling blocks. You're like, uh, and that for me, when I go to see a movie coming from a filmmaker standpoint, I come in. And if you can draw me in beyond the technical into the story where now I'm relating to the characters the or, fish, I'm, fe- yeah, or right. I'm feeling something. Mm-hmm. Um, it, okay, I'm going to be transparent here. You know, I, I got a little emotional at the at the there's a conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um so do we want to spoil we yeah, we yeah, let's okay. Okay, spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler okay. alert for Wreck-It Ralph 2. So if but, you don't want it spoiled, push pause and then fast forward to wherever the next marker is yeah. when we're talking about creed. But skip go see this it. part. It's good
0: it's good for me, So go see it.
1: The part for me where now I didn't actually cry because but my daughter was like you are all getting,
0: you're crying. Did I'm you like,
1: see? I wasn't crying. Did you see anything? No. And this is this is an argument we yeah, have. She'll you, look, and and I might be tired, and my eyes are a little watery. you are seeing Clive with that, a Chance of Meatballs? Yes.
0: And and the uh, Mr. T's character, and he like, <laughs> and he comes back the up. Goes, Get <laughs> <burned> in <there." laughs> Yeah. Every time I'm like Absolutely. nearing crying a movie. Absolutely. And I
1: wasn't, I wasn't like that. That worked up. But what what happened was, okay, here's the spoiler. Where Ralph has to realize that he has to let go. Like he has to let go of his relationship if, you know, she's growing up and going on a different direction. And for me, the space that I'm in, yeah, I'm a dad with two now, my two older kids have recently yeah, flown the coop. So twice. it really, it really pulled on that heartstring. Yeah. And so for me, I was pulled into it. Right. So, I mean, it's a great movie. Go see it. Don't, you know, what Zach's saying on the, with the, the, I'm, I'm being, all I'm being the, it's true. It's true. Yeah, there's a lot of, yeah. I'm being a lot really of gratuitous
0: analytical on it, but I don't think, I don't think there's a, it doesn't hurt the movie from like uh, being able to enjoy it. I right. I expect it all. Right. Um, the one thing that I do want to say um now that we're in spoilers is that. The one part that I really liked about it is, and I can't remember the character's name, but it's the blue girl who was in charge of BuzzTube.
1: Oh right, yeah. How that mm-hmm. character didn't
0: end up being a bad person, right? But really the the thing that's great about this movie that I think really works from a story perspective is that it's it's a movie that doesn't really have a villain except for yourself, right? It's a movie about like inner demons mm-hmm. kind yes, of yes absolutely and that was a really really interesting aspect of it to me I did like that I did like the way they put the whole
1: security yeah. thing and it was his insecurity right ralph's insecurities
0: were what caused it that was a nice spin yeah and i think it's yeah. because in the first one they had the king the candy king guy he ends up being a bad guy and then they do the twist which is in almost you know every disney movie there's always that kind of a twist this one didn't have that it was a guy, you know, Wreck It Ralph. Ralph, he is the one that's damaging. He's the one that's ruining things. He From the beginning,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, changing Vanellope's uh, racetrack mm-hmm. leads into her game getting shut good down. Good intentions right. lead to good bad that weren't thought Consequences. Out. Right. <laughs> it's a movie about consequences. And mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed it. There was kind of a nice little, you know, king kong moment there too with the millions of ralphs you know uh running around and then creating one giant ralph which is very unsettling which i think <laughs> i think he says that's what bothered that's me. what bothered oh that you didn't like that the
1: giant ralph but was made up all of the other the the other virus ralphs yeah is what just i'm like are you kidding me first of <laughs> all i mean interesting idea but that's not how a virus works. A virus, sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't pack onto itself and, over and over again.
1: And and you're not going to be able to reason with it. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. It's not. It's not going <laughs> right. to consolidate to one nicely packed area where you could. I, I, so, I'm like, I didn't. I didn't like the gigantic millions of Ralphs making yeah. one big Ralph. Right. And then the whole. I'm like, if you wanted King Kong. Cause that's what happened. It, it ended up being yeah. like this King Kong thing. Right. I'm like, do do King Kong?
0: Yeah, do do a giant yeah. single Ralph,
1: or make it a Donkey and, Kong, right? Because oh, it's sure. something. Yeah, yeah. yeah it didn't yeah. it didn't
0: need to be? That. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good point.
1: Because a lot of times viruses, you know, they're they're written in a way to infect and spread, and they morph. You know, so it's not going to be the same exact thing every. I mean, it's just yeah. And it's uncontrollable, and it became.
0: Yeah. I was. Yeah. Right. Anyway. Well, I mean, again, fantasy children's movie, but yeah, and it
1: and it looked unsettling too. If I was four or five years old, I'm like, yeah,
0: what is that? I mean, yeah. There's there's this um I I don't know if I'd recommend it, but. Yeah, I'd recommend it. It's 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 pretty messed up, but um Oats Oates Studios, so O A T S Studios, um, is Neil Blomkamp's studio that he's been releasing some stuff on just YouTube on his own. Um Neil Blomkamp did District Nine and Chappie and uh oh, Elysium. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Anyways, he's the director for that. Yeah. So um, I actually enjoyed
1: those. Yeah, but he's yeah. been
0: releasing these these little shorts on little shorts. They're like high budget shorts, Um, but they don't cost a whole lot. They're just him and like a very, very small crew doing these really, really great things. But in one of them, um, it's not Firebase. That's the Vietnam one. But there's another one with, um, I think it's Dakota Fanning, isn't it? And she's on like a, a military base or something like that. And this, this, this monster kind of comes and then, eats basically it absorbs everybody that it comes in contact with contact with and by the end of it it just looks like this just disturbing blob of like hands and eyes and feet and (laughs) and, and 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 hair and heads and just going everywhere and it's it's so unsettling and so when I saw the Wreck-It Ralph movie, and that came up, that was the first thing that went into my head was that don't look at his brother. Oh, right. Oh yeah, I don't even get into
1: that. Don't look at his brother. I actually didn't would, like that. Would you, I know that, that 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 the whole thing didn't fit well. Yeah, that was kind of out of place with.
0: Yeah. Don't. don't. There was a <laughs> lot of character design that I felt out of place. It made sense in the context of, like, the arcade because it was – you had different video games. Right. But for some reason, like, every internet character that was only on the internet kind of all looked different. Mm-hmm. There wasn't, like, a f- – usually when you do character designs for, like, a group of people, they kind of have some similarities. Right. Um That way you can kind of tell, like, where they're
1: from. All the bots were with that square head thing. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um
0: yeah. I guess yeah, character design was kind of, just didn't really hit me right on some yeah. of them. I mean the the blob character which was um Alfred Molina, I think was the character or the the actor that played that did that voice, but anyways, um what was I talking about before? <laughs> I was talking about something.
1: Uh oh, you were talking about that big blob thing with the eyes and Oh right, Ode oh, Studio, yeah. yeah it, mm-hmm. it was
0: a it was a lot more unsettling for me, I think, because I had seen that horror short film on mm, YouTube mm-hmm. like a month ago, and and in, the, in my head I was like, oh gosh, it's just a giant mm-hmm. Ralph version of that. It was gross. Right. But anyways, um, yeah, I think my my favorite aspect of it is kind of the unconventional Ralph that they went with the, the story twist. Even though it isn't really a twist, it's just, it's a story about inner demons and like inner insecurities, and... How those insecurities, like if you don't get a handle on them or you don't respect them, can just send you down a path of like complete destruction. Right. Um, Right.
1: Absolutely. And I
0: thought it was a much better route to go than just like having somebody that's like, oh, the Internet's bad or like showing that this buzz tube, which was clearly like a knock on BuzzFeed and YouTube. Mm hmm. was like this bad website or something like that. There mm-hmm. wasn't any of that, right? Um, which I thought was a really great way to approach the story. At least, was yeah. And to they make did talk about the dark personal. web,
1: right? Yeah, they go down to it. And yeah, I'm like, okay, how
0: how much are we going to get in? Because it was right, like yeah. that. That was a no pun intended, but that was a dark thing to put into this movie. It was. You could have, but you know, I
1: think they they treated it uh, safe. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they it went was this very safe route. Yeah. yeah. Right, but yeah, I don't know. As a kid, you see that and you're like, "Dark web, what is that?" And then you start going. Though I wonder if I
0: would go and look for it,
1: perhaps. Which that's not good. No, it's not. (laughs) So I don't. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that might be a uh, catch twenty two there. Yeah, it is. Um. Anyways, I yeah go see it. I think I think it's definitely worth watching. Maybe maybe not in the theater. I I don't know. Is Uh, it PG thirteen? No, it's PG. It's PG. Yeah, it's PG. Uh, So I mean, yeah, go check it out. It's good movie. Um solid sequel, at least it wasn't like, yeah, I, there was no part of it. was like, oh man, this really sucks. Like compared to the first one. Right. Um, I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with the most of it. I know I'm kind of picking it apart, but that's, that's why I'm, we're doing this podcast. Yeah, that's to talk exactly about it, why. So. Um, the second movie though, I actually saw Friday and you it, saw just, yeah, 45 like, minutes ago. Uh, uh-huh. uh, Creed two. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or is, I want to refer to it as from the now on is, uh, Rocky's Rocky greatest eight? hits. Rocky's greatest. Hit. Rocky's greatest yeah. hits. Because this movie is uh, is, it, is is that Rocky like a one... punch
1: reference with the hits? Oh hey! Oh hey, look at you man, doing we're so it again. Funny this episode. <laughs>
0: um, I think it's it's funny because this movie is basically Rocky one, two, three, and four in one movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so you're going to get a f- seriously fresh. Off, out of the movie theater's yeah. perspective today on this one for me. Um, man, this, th- th- this is not a boxing movie. This is not about, this is not boxing. This is about life. And I think that's why the rock, I mean, you know, you're talking about a franchise of eight films yeah. over the course of what? 30 some. 75. So 75 40. the first one, yeah. 40 years. Um and so, why does it? Why did they work? And I was really thinking about this and how what was what I what was I going to talk about regarding Rocky? I mean, some people might go, "Oh, that's a tired franchise." You know, it's the the Creed reboot was Man. fantastic. From from yeah, from, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great a, a great new, but it's not. It's not about. I think it's just life. I think it's the the, the life cycle, right? This, so this
0: series should be tired. It should, but be. but it's not. But it
1: isn't because it's it's relatable. I think that's yeah. That's
0: exactly it. Is it's putting realistic, maybe not realistic. That might be a stretch, but it's putting real life moments in with these extraordinary mo- other extraordinary moments, right. these Movie moments. Yeah. But you're still able to connect on yeah. a, on a on a emotional level with yeah. every character, every yeah. character. Yeah. This, I think Creed one's better just to be clear um, from definitely from a filmmaking standpoint. Mm-hmm. Creed two is a um, it's an incredibly competent, incredibly like well-crafted, but also just very standard movie. Yeah. You know, there's it not, followed there's, the formula. Yeah, you there's knew, not a whole lot of risks.
1: Yeah, you knew he was going to get beat the first time. Yeah. There's going to be a rematch. He right. was going to win. I mean, that you you knew that, but it but it wasn't about. I mean, I even found myself sitting there in the seat going, "I know he's going to. I know what's going to yeah, happen." Yeah. Um. But it was what I didn't know was going to happen. Like, I don't know at what point we want to get into spoilers, but. I just I'm so I'm on the edge of spoilery. I know. Yeah, you're really <laughs> close here. I mean, I think
0: let's let's talk about um, let's talk about some stuff that isn't isn't really spoilers. But um, so Creed Creed one, the mm-hmm. first Creed came out a few years ago. Coogler. Ryan Coogler, mm-hmm. who went on to go and do you know Black Panther, yes. for the MCU, obviously, mm-hmm. and then you know he's he's working on Black Panther two, and that was the main reason that he did not get in on. This mm-hmm. um, originally it was supposed to be directed by Sylvester Stallone himself, but then he backed out of it, which I didn't even realize he backed out of it until I saw the credits roll. And it said this other guy's name, right? Yeah. Like, wait, what? And I, th- I could have swore Sylvester did it, but um, Creed one. And then also Rocky one um, had two incredibly unique aspects to them from a technical standpoint, I think and by the way, this is the aspect episode. I've keep finding myself saying that word over and over again. Um, but Rocky one was the first movie with the steady cam by Garrett Brown. Really? Yeah. So in the, at the time it was I cinema, did not know cinema that. products corporation mm-hmm. um, was his company. And, um, Garrett Brown ran the steady cam and, uh, there's the first movie to use it. And then it went on to be really famous in the shining. Cause they use it for like everything in the shining. And, um, so it had that that going for it technically. Um, well not to mention it's just it's just a really tight script and a really great um, just character movie. Rocky one, mm-hmm. um, Creed one has this scene in it that's completely it's an entire boxing match, but it's all one take. Mm-hmm. And that like the mm-hmm. first time I saw it, was like this is incredible, right? Just the the timing and the blocking and camera movements and Mm -hmm. it's not like just a static shot the whole time like it's moving around steady cam it's steady Mm -hmm. cam the whole time and it was awesome yeah um and then this one (laughs) it was funny because i was watching and there would be like a moment where it's like a a take was going a little longer than like a normal shot typically would in an edit and i'm like oh is this gonna be a long take i kept waiting for it waiting for it spoiler alert for creed 2 there's no long single take in the whole yeah yeah um it. there was, I le- there was yeah. a
1: couple of scenes that were shaky, too, since you're bringing up Steadicam, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. There when we are walking
0: o- through the hospital or something, mm-hmm, I'm like, yeah. this is a lot. Yeah, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. W- it w- it I understand that. I mean, there's handheld in it. But, but it didn't it w- feel like no. it was supposed to be handheld. It, it almost felt like a gimbal that was off balance Yeah, or
1: it was like, oh, why didn't they reshoot that? Right. That's,
0: uh, that took me out
1: of the story. Yeah, there's a couple of yeah. those. Mm-hmm
0: um I, I mean i i if intentional tell me why but i yeah yeah it felt a little weird there's definitely a few of those moments but
1: so i think it i i'm not sure i'm pronouncing it right but steve capel or capel c-a-p-l-e yeah, i think it's, I think it's capel. junior capel junior and yeah. so steven hit us up let us know was that intentional <laughs> i mean we we are gonna it. tell me it was yeah and even and if it, it wasn't just <laughs> <laughs> say face
0: but You know, and whatever we're not perfect filmmakers either. But at the same time, like this is a this is a large budgeted movie with a big crew. Like I've seen some behind the scenes photos of it. Mm -hmm. It, Yeah, they they should have known better. And it was all shot digital. It was it was none of it was on film. So it was on the uh, the XT and the Alexa Mini. So yeah, I mean, it was. I walked away thinking more about the characters and the script and kind of the like the the legend that is this Rocky franchise. Yeah. And the history of this Rocky franchise mm-hmm. and just how well this formula, as familiar as the formula is, and it is like paint by numbers formulaic in the story. It is structure. It is. But I I love these. And I don't know. It's why, great. I don't know why. It's great. It's something think, about it. Well I don't know if
1: that's spoilery really resisting the
0: spoilers. Okay, we'll get into spoilers in, in one second. I want to say one more thing. Um since it is Thanksgiving, or it just was, um I was I was trying to think of Thanksgiving movies. And I couldn't think mm. of a whole lot of movies that take place around Thanksgiving that are that are good, that are classic, that you mm-hmm. can think of. And there's Planes, Trains and Automobiles, which is the Thanksgiving movie. Oh yeah. You know, Steve Martin mm-hmm. and uh, John Candy. Yep. Um, that's the Thanksgiving movie. There's not really a whole lot other ones that I can think of. If you can, if you guys can think of one, you know, um, tweet at us, but. I can think of one that we play at Thanksgiving. Well, here's the thing is that's what I was starting to think about. What movies aren't quite Christmas movies, but still have that like kind of feel of that, that time of the year. Uh-huh. And I think, and I think it's the Rocky series is, is one of those franchises that feels kind of like a Thanksgiving film. Yeah. Even yeah. though it's not necessarily, but it, they're almost always cold mm-hmm. and they're well, never the original shot in Philadelphia. Yeah. Right. So yeah, you get time. It's kind of a, yeah. just the, the atmosphere of those movies really just makes me think of this season, this late fall, mm-hmm. early winter season mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. Um, the other one is is the Harry Potter series. Even though there's a bunch of Christmas in the Harry Potter series, I always think of right. Thanksgiving time. Yeah, yeah. because of I, I don't know if that's when yeah. they released them originally. Maybe that's why. But um, but it just feels but yeah it seasonal has this seasonal feeling mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. Um, so I you know if if you can think of any Thanksgiving movies or a movie that really kind of puts you in the Thanksgiving vibe. Tweet at us uh, at the Easy Podcast and and let us know because I mean I'm always trying to find movies to watch around different holidays to kind right, of put yeah. in the
1: mood. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I think for on this one,
0: um, do you need to go into spoilers?
1: I kind of okay,
0: okay. Creed two. Would you recommend Creed two? A hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. See it. It's, it's a
1: solid sequel. Again, it's not a boxing movie. This is a life movie. Yeah, this is about. I mean, you know, we can get metaphorical or whatnot, but it's fighting. I mean, a lot like Wreck It Ralph. You're there's fighting the inner demons, and and what that looks like, and and nobody can fight that fight except for you, right? Um. And this this movie does a great job about telling that story. Yeah, I think that's visually, um, direct the the edit. I mean, every aspect of it
0: serves this story well. It's really solid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even though it might not leap off the screen in certain ways, it's it's a really really well made movie. Yeah, in a lot of ways. So yeah, I I would recommend it too. Um, I think I think you hit the nail on the head though with the the, the human aspect of it. I think that's that's the fight. That's the fight in these Rocky movies and that's why people keep going to see them. Yeah. Um yeah, I th- I think being able to connect to the audience and that cuz everybody's got a personal fight. Exactly. That they're dealing with and you can always exactly. always connect to that somehow. So, yeah, I'd recommend seeing it. So go go see Creed 2 guys. We're going to get into spoilers though. Yeah.
1: So, All right. spoiler alert. Okay, it hit me like a ton of bricks in the final fight. I think it was around 8 or around 9 and they cute and and it was kind of the turning point in the in the final fight, and they cue the original
0: score. I
1: my I just lost my junk. It was it was awesome. Like I mean, like you were crying. Well, I'm not gonna say I I shed tears over the thing because I didn't. Okay, but I mean, I, that's all right. If but you I did. got but I got emotional. I'm like yeah. I was yeah. like oh, I mean it just hit me like a ton. I was like yes. It, I mean, is, it was is it one was, of the best songs but ever. The, <laughs> I mean, but but it was the timing. Yeah, the timing when they played that. I mean, it was you just. I mean, it just. I mean, you want to just talk about plucking the big bass pluck. You know, mm-hmm. bass string of your heart right there. Boom. I mean, it was just
0: like right. Yeah, it, the edit is pretty perfect. Yeah, it. yeah, I I would agree with that. Um, I was I was reading some other other reviews on this after I saw it and just kind of seeing what other people were saying about it and um, I think it was it was either Variety or Vulture I can't remember but they were they were saying how the movie felt more like a a Rocky movie than a Creed movie and I mean I I see where they're coming from a couple of aspects you know that there it is again aspect a couple of of points that they had was. Um, you know, the first time you see Creed's kid, well, it's when Rocky's seeing him, right? And you're doing, you're living a lot of these moments, like kind of like with Rocky and, mm-hmm. and less with Creed, right? And some of it, um, man, I but I don't know where they're gonna go with these. I assume they'll do at least one more, um, do a trilogy with Michael B. Jordan, who's which would be great, fantastic, yeah, this,
1: would love way. it. I would go see three for yeah. sure.
0: I mean, I'd see five more of these, but Sylvester. I here's here's what I'm trying to get to is this movie felt like the middle movie for a reason. It felt like the end of Rocky,
1: the beginning of the end.
0: The, no, the end of Rocky. Like I think this felt like the it was the end of Rocky, and now it's it's Creed, and now it can be Creed or, oh, hence, or another character. Hence or, the
1: the line where he says it's your turn. Yeah. There's and a lot of
0: there's a lot of script then, moments in there and then also yeah. there's a there's a moment where um, we're in spoilers so yeah. if you're still listening and you haven't seen it you don't care about spoilers or you're just a masochist. That's fine. But
1: yes, because we did give you the spoiler warning about, I don't know, three or four minutes ago.
0: And also it's not much of a spoiler to say that Creed does win the final fight. I mean, it wouldn't, (laughs) it wouldn't be a good movie if he didn't, you
1: knew that before you went to (laughs) see it.
0: Um, although he loses in, in Rocky. So I guess maybe you don't know that, but, um, he, anyways, he beats, he beats Victor Drago and, Um, Which, by the way, sorry, side note, Dolph Lundgren's great in this.
1: Love. Like, he's actually really good in this. Yeah.
0: I I was... I, um, Okay, sorry. This is going to be a sidetrack here. I really liked how the movie starts with starting with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in in its cold, just Mm -hmm. broken down Ukraine. And then you get this... Story later on of like why they're in the Ukraine and not Russia, and it's because he got kicked out after he lost to Rocky in Russia and all this stuff. And they got ostracized. Yeah, Yeah. I really, Mm -hmm. really liked that, and just the editing and the pacing and the shots, and like you're not, they're not saying anything, but Mm -hmm. you know, like what's happening. By the way, that actor that played Victor is huge.
1: Oh my gosh, the dude's a monster.
0: I, I. Oh my gosh! Yeah, when they're doing like the kind of like the workout, the versus workout montage of each other, and the dude is a freaking beast. Yeah,
1: the first montage yeah. was like, you're gonna get crushed. Yeah, there was no
0: way. But anyways, uh, I thought he was great. He's actually an MMA actor. Or, oh, sorry, MMA fighter. Really? Yeah. Um. And he he um he submitted a tape, and then he had like he petitioned hard for it on social media, I guess, and then ended up getting in and getting the job. And I thought he was really good in it. So I'm sure he'll go on to do more stuff like um, you know, Drax does now. Right. Dave yeah. Batista does now. So
1: Florian Montana. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing the last name, so apologize, Florian, for that. But <laughs> yeah, no, we know you're listening. Please please don't at me. <laughs>
0: or do and let us know how you say it. But Anyways, I think this yeah, the back to back to my my statement saying this is the the end of Rocky is um yeah, there's there's a lot of script moments that lead that way and then there's also just the final shot of the fight isn't with Creed in the ring. Isn't Creed celebrating with his fiance and, and baby right. and mom and yep. um it's of Rocky from behind taking a step back. Yep. He's not in the ring anymore. He yep. sits down. Yeah. And he's He's done,
1: and it's like this pull away shot. And it, yeah, it, yeah. It was it was really kind of nicely done. Yeah, I, I
0: will say that um, you know there's not a big long single take, but it does feel this scene in particular stuck out to me in the way of how cinematography should help tell the story. Yes. Um, yeah. Because the the I the the feeling that you're supposed to be getting is that Rocky's done. Rocky's he's done with it. He's not doing fighting anymore, and the camera. Pulling away from Rocky and you see Creed in big letters on his back, just mm-hmm. letting you know, like, that's that's who the new mm-hmm. the new guy is now. This is this is what the legacy is going to continue on with. And it was a great storytelling perspective from cinematography yeah. alone. Yeah, you didn't was, need to say anything. Yep. You, you got it all just from. His, his emotion, mm-hmm. his facial expressions, his body language of sitting down in the chair, and then the camera pulling away from Rocky because we've always gone to Rocky right, yeah. in the whole series. I've always yeah. wanted to see what he was doing, where he was going. And uh, this this is it. This was the end of it. And um, and then, of course, he has a nice bow at the end, too, that he finally goes and he sees his kid for the first time in, like, 12 years or whatever. I was wondering and, if you were going to totally spoil that one. Well, I just did. We're in spoilers, so. We are in spoilers. Yeah. Which I think is really interesting because um, the actor that played his son in uh, Balboa, I guess that was 12 years ago now, he reprises it for this. It's the same actor that was his kid in, in that movie, so. I thought that was cool that they were able to bring it back, and that actor's huge now. He's in This Is Us, and he was on Heroes, and oh gosh, uh, Gilmore Girls, and a bunch right, of other yeah. stuff. So, but he's he's really big right now on on uh, NBC's This Is Us, which is a show that you should definitely check out. Um, storytelling and characters and, and moments in real life and, yeah. and cinematography, like kind of unconventional, uh, naturalistic cinematography in a lot of ways. It's a really great show, so I'd recommend checking that out. But yeah, I think this movie, um, even though it's called Creed two, it definitely leaned more towards you know Rocky eight mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. But it felt felt earned and it and it felt needed. Yeah, to not um, if you were going to continue on with this series to have another movie, maybe Coogler comes back after you know Black Panther two. Um, he does. He. Does, I would love to have Frank Cooller back. Yeah, I mean yeah, it would be. be the... Um, you know, maybe he does and. But now you're not living in the shadow, right, of of Rocky and Sylvester Stallone anymore. Right. now
1: it's the now it's a new, now it's in, you know it's it's blank
0: blank slate. Yeah, yeah, in a lot of ways. So I'm interested to see what they're gonna do.
1: Well, it's interesting to me. You you told me a stat earlier in the week. What was that? that Sylvester Stallone is what doing this film was 2 years older than the actor that played Mickey which was his original but, like but Rocky Balboa's yeah, coach, coach. Right. yeah his trainer mm-hmm. and so you know like I said in the beginning it's a movie about life right there's a life cycle that happens and we've seen Rocky now take that coach trainer role like Mick and even I forget which one it was, if it was Rocky Two or Rocky III, where, where Mick dies. And, um, you know, that's part of life. I mean, it's a life cycle. And um, to see that, you know, he's passing down the things that he's learned, not just in the ring, not just boxing, but life. Mm. And the life lesson about what's important to you, what are you fighting for. Right. Um, and I think that's a huge lesson that a lot of people need to be reminded of. Which is why this movie's like I'm a hundred percent in because it does mean that even the issue with the baby, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, right. and the baby comes out and there's
0: yeah, you could have went completely happy Hollywood. You, yeah, with you it.
1: didn't, ha- and 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 there's an issue mm-hmm. that's real life. Yeah, right. I mean, so I mean, you're like wow, and you know that, that you know she. Uh, what's her name? Um, Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson's character has um, hearing problems. Yeah, and and, and that the baby ends up having potential. I mean, you don't know what the but you see in the final where the baby has hearing aids and this type of thing, and that's a fight. But I appreciated. I mean, just the dialogue. And the script writing was so good because
0: well, yeah, in that I think the script writing's great in that scene where they they are doing the hearing tests mm-hmm. because there isn't any dialogue, right, and I think it's something that I love so much about directors and storytelling of just letting the emotion and facial expressions let the moment the let moment. the moment yeah. tell the
1: story exactly but the 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 dialogue that I did appreciate that was. That was written was when Rocky addresses him, right outside the room, Mm -hmm. and he says, "You know, are you gonna love her?" And he was like, "Of course." You know, he was almost offended that he asked that, right? And he says, "You know, because she doesn't feel sorry for for herself, so you don't, you shouldn't feel sorry for her." Yeah. And that was, I mean, that was like, you know, I said, "I hit you like a ton of bricks." Like, don't, don't look down on this. Like you know, and me being Mister Positive, I'm like, yeah, you know, okay. So they'll they'll have sign, you know, they'll be yeah, l- right. sign language. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, that just is what it is. Way of life, right? And you know, I think just the way that they treated real life moments, like you said, great choice of when to include dialogue, when not to include it, letting the moments tell the story um, I was totally pulled in. I was, I, you know, and that's, I go in and I'm like, oh, that's a jib shot. Oh, that's a nice slider shot. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice steady cam shot. And, you know, I'm thinking like my, my brain's going a hundred miles an hour behind right. the line as I'm watching the film. Like I'm hearing the director cut, you know, was, <laughs> right. Yeah. It, 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 and, and to, I got out of that real quick. Like the way it was done was done. well. Um, the The use of dialogue was was well placed, and the use of no dialogue yeah. was well placed. To your point, so yeah, great movie about the fight of life, and it's not always roses. And um, you know, I think it it there's a dose of reality that comes with it, but you walk away hopeful. Mm-hmm. There, and I think that's the thing that. A lot of a lot of this world needs is hope. Yeah, right. You know, we're I mean, you <laughs> spend five minutes on the internet and it looks pretty hopeless. But <laughs> right, um, this is this is two. It's a little over two hours. Two two it ten. Was, yeah, and it's two hours and ten minutes of going for. It a, felt pretty a ride, brisk, actually. but yeah, it it didn't feel like it no. dragged. The pacing was well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was.
0: Yeah, I mean, on a second watch, I might say, "Oh, you don't, you could have shortened that or something," but I didn't walk away immediately thinking uh, you, you would re oh, Get this yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like Venom or something, you know, where I just walked away thinking, "Gosh, there's 30 things I would have done differently in that situation." But so, yeah, check it out, um, Creed two and Wreck It Ralph two. So I think that about does it for us talking about these movies. Yeah, Anything so what what are what, are,
1: what are, yeah, what are we excited about that's coming up? Man, I saw a bunch of trailers. I'm like, "Oh, yep, going to see that, going to see that, going <laughs> to see that." So, we got a bunch of stuff coming out for the holiday season. I saw a bunch of trailers that you didn't want to see exactly, <laughs> like, nope, nope. There that's, was a
0: bunch of stuff before Wrecked Ralph where I was like, I have no interest in this at all.
1: Yeah, it's so funny because I had the same experience. But the ones that I saw in front of Creed, I'm like, yes, yeah, that's one of the things that I, my youngest daughter, when we go, we'll sit through the trailers and we'll just look at each other and we'll either say yeah. yes or no. Yeah, my wife we'll does go, that too. We'll go, uh huh.
0: My, my wife will give me kind of like this, like, eyebrow raise of like, really, <laughs> oh my God, I love you. Yeah, but. Um, yeah. Any, anything in particular? Glass. Oh, glass. Yeah. You saw Gla- the preview for that. Yeah. I, I've seen
1: the preview a couple of times. times yeah. and I actually want to go back and watch Unbreakable and, um, split. and split. Yeah. And, and I just, I'm like, oh, cause I want to be fresh as when yeah, I walk right, in. Right. I do want to see Aquaman. I have
0: no desire. We'll see it for this show. I want to see
1: it. I, I kind of want to see, I mean the CGI and the, it looks amazing. And I, I'm just, kind of drawn in by the disco lights and all the neon, man, but <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, just for, how i are going to get the majority of from, people an, eye into candy, the theater, from is, an eye candy, from an eye yeah, candy standpoint, I'm kind of,
0: that's what they're relying on. Yeah. They're relying on people not to care about character development and story. Because I, trust me. I know it's a DC, it's a DC movie. So cringy. Like it's yeah. just poor. So yeah, yeah. I don't really have a desire to see it. I'll, I'll see it for this though, but yeah. I'm
1: not going to make you see it if you don't want to see it. I'll go see it and then I can tell you how bad it was.
0: And then I'll go see it and laugh at it. I mean, no. Here's here's the thing. If there's nothing else to
1: go to watch, this yeah, because it's what it's in December. I don't know. I'm not going to make you see a DC movie. I will make you see a Marvel movie, even if it's bad. And I've already done that. (laughs) <laughs> so you know what to count. expect. Venom <laughs> doesn't
0: count. It's not a real Marvel movie. Oh, that's another trailer I saw in front of freaking Creed 2 is mm-hmm. that stupid Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm oh, so tired
1: yeah. of it. I was, I cr- I was
0: cr- oh, yeah. I was so cringy I'm on that, it. too. I was like. I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of those characters. I'm tired of it. <laughs> Just burn out. I
1: know. It's like. Uh, well, it was crazy because I was thinking,
0: what other series has been going on this long? and still gone nowhere there's there isn't any no, other No because movie
1: they kill series. them they kill they if it doesn't like yeah. just kill it yeah but and the when you sold all here's the problem and, you sold all the rights to all the other characters to other places so yeah. you only got one thing to do I
0: don't and know. just X-Men over and over and over again oh young X-Men oh uh, uh, middle-aged X-Men <laughs> all right that's enough that's enough trailer generations (laughs) come over here get over here (laughs) all right well um that about does it for us eric's laughing over here he's trying to make an old man voice (laughs) is that you cyclops (laughs) (laughs) don't make me take my sunglasses off sonny no sunglasses are looking a lot more thick than they used to. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't see where I'm driving anymore. Gene had to take my license away. I retired to 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 Orlando. We're done. <laughs> That's it. Is that the episode? I can't, I can't anymore. <laughs> oh, why do I? Why do I sound like Jimmy Stewart? <laughs> Oh gee. <laughs> Anyways, that's that's the episode, guys. Thanks for thanks for listening. <laughs> oh man. That was episode 10. What a way to go out on it. Uh, <laughs> happy
1: Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving.
0: <laughs> if uh if you're listening to this not Thanksgiving, happy normal day. Right. Um, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks. All right. See you guys.